Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. We are back here on the Jiggy Jaguar Show speaking with the pop culture experts. The third appearance for Brock LaRob. Brock, how you doing, buddy? Always a pleasure, man. Always a pleasure. <laughs> Well, you've been, uh, last time you were on the show was over the summer. How has, uh, how has the, uh, last of the summer and the fall treated you? It is, uh, you know, it's, it's funny because, uh, you know, you've got to treat it the way, you know, the way it is. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, like anything else, man. It's just the seasons. Well, the, uh, uh I know that, uh, the, uh, debates and everything are ramping up as far as politics go. Um, I would love to hear your your thoughts on uh, the old law and order itself, Fred Thompson. Well, you know, his wife is dynamite. (laughs) (laughs) I noticed that the other night. I was watching a Hannity and Holmes, and they were like, well, we're going to have Fred Thompson and his wife on. And I'm like, who is that? (laughs) (laughs) And why is she with him? (laughs) (laughs) He must uh, have a real good sense of humor. Um... But, you know, there's just something, um, uh, you know, I was saying the other day, you know, I was talking, uh, talking about, uh, you know, you know, who we got out there, and I said, you know, so far, I said, boy, he wears good suits, his hair is all done, he looks, stands up straight, I said, you know, how could you not like Mitt Romney? <laughs> you know? Good looking guy, I mean, he's got nice clothes. I mean, that's oh, yeah. a guy. Yeah, that's Great Tyler. Tyler. He's uh, he's got my clothes vote. <laughs> no. I uh, I could give a rest behind you know. Somebody says, well, you know, he's Mormon. Holy crap, Mormon! So what? I couldn't care less if he was Scientologist. <laughs> you know, Mormon. Mormon. You know what that means? That means you got a lot of kids. You don't have cable TV. <laughs> Great. That's all that means. So, um, what what do you, uh, yeah, Rudy, uh, that was the next one I was wondering about. Rudy's got to do something about that head. You know, he, um, you know, his wife is good looking too, by the way. Oh, yeah. So, you know, you kind of lean that, I mean, I lean that way. You know, back in 1960, John F. Kennedy, uh, got all those votes from the women because he was good looking. They didn't know anything about him. They just knew he was good looking. You know, but, uh, you know, Rudy's wife is nice looking. You know, that, that helps a lot, you know. You know, you always want your president relaxed. You want him refreshed. And, uh, <laughs> and this this helps. But Rudy's got to do something about that head. You know, he's got that, uh, you know, they, they get a shot of him a little bit uh, far away, and boy, his head's like a plateau. And uh, he, uh, the other guys, to tell you the truth, I couldn't even tell you who the other jokers were. All they're doing is wasting money. They must have a lot of time on their hands. Well, there's Ron Paul. Ron Paul, how did he make fish sticks? Oh, no, that's Mrs. Paul. Uh, you know, these, these guys, are, you, know, all of the, you know what these guys are going to do? They're not even in the mix. What, what they're going to do is, when the smoke is, now you've got a bunch of books these guys 
is going to write. Ron Paul is going to write a book about, oh, uh, my uh, quest for the White House. And it's all crap. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the Democrats, by the way, you know my feeling that uh, the, the biggest oxymoron going is honest politician. <laughs> well, John McCain, he's honest, isn't he? <laughs> I don't know. He's interesting because that guy's talking a lot and he doesn't say anything. <laughs> Great. Which is very, which is very, very much a politician. Yeah. yeah. But uh, well, on the other side, you've got an interesting. You know, it's really interesting though, because because the other side, you know, we've got that line up there, and nobody's coming out of the woodwork. You know, an independent oh, Green Party. What a lineup. You know the uh, the other the other side that lineup is uh, that is a gem that is a real gem. Uh, I don't think they know what the hell which way is up. <laughs> you know uh, you've got uh, uh, Osama Obama and I mean uh, Barack Obama who is uh, I mean what what he refuses to wear his American flag pin now. Yes. Uh, well, because he has America in his mind. He doesn't have to put it on his pen. Well, <laughs> boy, Americans, we're all about the visual. Yes. It's all visual, man. <laughs> so You, you got, you you got know, Obama, and then you got uh, Hillary. She's very dangerous. <laughs> she's extremely dangerous. A little, bit more, little bit more detail here. <laughs> And that's all I'm going to say about it. It's extremely dangerous. That's great. Uh, and then the other joker we have is by the name of uh, John Edwards. Yes. And uh, John Edwards, uh, he says things like, um, uh, terrorists, we have to sit down with terrorists. Oh, yeah, you know what? Get them on the phone. Uh, give terrorists a phone call. And tell them you want to meet in a luncheonette. You want to sit down and... Uh, Talk on luncheonette or Fifth Avenue and then talk. This guy, you see, you know what happens? They have so much money that they don't know how to rationalize. They they don't know how to, you know, think straight. Yeah. You know, and, and but I'm interested though in the Green Party. Who uh, who is going to be the Green Party candidate? You know, uh, you know, is it going to be uh, Mike? Uh, you know, I think of this guy, and I just think of oh boy, uh, Mike Farrell. He could he could be the Green Party uh, candidate. <laughs> you know, uh, Mike Farrell. He, uh, you know, he was the guy that his his career started out. He was doing uh, Salem cigarette commercials on. That's TV. right. <laughs> you know, and uh, he he's the guy that uh, boy, if it's totally uh, you know wrong, if it's something that is. You know, against society, boy, he's all for it. He is just against society. So, uh, do you think that there will be an emerging front runner out of any of this? Uh, yes, I do. And I think it's going to be pretty interesting because I think that eventually the, uh, it is going to be, Hillary is going to run and she is going to choose, uh, Obama as the, uh, her vice president. Really? Yes. And and I think on the other side, uh, you know, I think that uh, the country, especially the South, 
not ready to have an Italian as a uh, not even a candidate. Yeah. So I don't. I think it'd be very difficult for uh, Rudy. Cause Rudy, you know, health is a big issue too. But I, I think Romney is going to rise up. I think Romney is going to get the nomination. Really? Who does he pick for his VP? Yeah, you know that, that that's a hard one. I think that somebody that has not been in the spotlight is going to be like a dark horse. Yeah. And uh, and, I, and I think that should be pretty interesting. Uh, and everybody else can go home. Everybody else can go home. Well, um, I seen a thing today that apparently if Rush Limbaugh wins the uh, Nobel Peace Prize, he said he'll run for president. Oh, I just, that laugh tells me something's coming. <laughs> oh, boy. I, uh, <laughs> do, you, do you recall, uh, do you recall there was a TV show that was pretty popular back in the 60s? It was a Smothers Brothers show. <laughs> yeah. And it was on Sunday evenings after the Ed Sullivan show, and the Smothers Brothers would do, uh, you know, they, they were, it was, a, it was a variety show. Back in the 60s, oh, yeah. variety shows were popular. Well, they had a guy that was one of their regulars, Pat Paulson. And Pat Paulson ran for president. <laughs> and, really? And the, he actually was trying to get on the, uh, the ticket. <laughs> and for some reason, he had enough signatures, but somebody must have recognized something. You know, it's, um... Wasn't there a guy in uh, the 80s, I believe, that would run for president? He ran every time, but he never had a shot in hell. Yeah, there was the, um... Well, what the hell was his name? He was the, uh... Oh, he was the, uh... He was running for president of the Communist Party banner. Yes. Uh, Al, Al, was his name Al? His first name is Al. I'm going to get this. Cause I, remember, I remember people talking about the fact that there was a guy that ran for president yes. every single time yes. in the 80s, and he never won, but he always ran. And he actually, people would actually vote for him, too. <laughs> he got some votes. <laughs> 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 well, you know, the, the biggest farce, uh, I, I think in, in the history of uh, of polit- political campaigning and, and uh, especially in the presidential election was the nonsense um, back in 1990 when um, uh, George, uh, the old man, old man Bush was running against Bill Clinton, and the Democrats were so scared that they were able to talk uh, H. Ross Perot into joining the fray. <laughs> now H. Ross Perot, I mean. People uh, again actually voted for him. I mean, oh yeah, he had a he had a real good can't, shot. Can't, can't you understand? Can't, can't, <laughs> you know, uh, excuse me, uh, Mr. Perot, he had this problem. You know, you would solve it. Yep, we'll we'll sit down, we'll get it done. That was his answer to everything. Oh, uh, right. uh, Mr. Perot, what would you do if uh, you know if an atomic bomb is headed our way? Well, we'll sit down, we'll get it done. He had his grass and his charts. He had graphs. Well, he was like the destroyer of corporations, if I'm not mistaken. He uh, was on the board of directors of General Motors, and General Motors was on the verge of bankruptcy because of him. Uh, he destroyed IB, almost destroyed IBM, and uh, he was <laughs> he was a member of 
whack, and he goes, you don't want me to be in that club? I won't be in that club. I'm, I'm out. I quit. And, and he had chosen a guy uh, to be his vice president, and actually, um, during the vice presidential debate, which they have them, I don't know why, but... They had a vice presidential debate. This guy fell asleep on national TV. Oh, good Lord. Oh, wasn't he that old war general or something? Yeah, he was the old war boss. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, he fell asleep. He's the guy, uh, yeah, when something happens to the president, he's the guy I want uh, behind the wheel. <laughs> well, uh, you mentioned there, you know, the vice president uh, debates. What, you still apply to the Adam? What, what, what makes you, what makes you think that? I, I don't, I, uh, yeah, I think they have vice presidential debates just, just to take up time. <laughs> to take up time, that's great. It's, it's, that's, that's all it is. I mean, uh, I, I really, I, I don't see why, how anyone actually voted and voted because they like the vice president. Yeah. Yeah, oh boy, you know, I like the guy in the on-deck circle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm voting for them. Come on. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of people that said that uh, when they voted for Terry and Edwards, they voted because of Edwards. They didn't vote for Terry. They voted because of Edwards. There was a lot of people that said that they would have won if it would have been an edwards Terry ticket instead of Terry Edwards. Boy, that would have been scary. <laughs> Things are bad now. Imagine that. <laughs> Boy, we, you know, Ramadan, that'd be a national holiday. Uh, everybody kept saying that John Edwards was like a, a young Bill Clinton. He had that vibe. That's even scarier. <laughs> <laughs> I did not have sex with that, with that woman. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, the, uh, the, the one thing that I'm always interested in, and getting back to our point earlier, is there's always a third guy. Yes. And, you know, in the 80s, there was the, uh, the Al, yeah, Al and them, and... Now it's uh freaking uh we got the we got the mess with uh Ross Perot and them. And then Nader came along. Nader, you know, he's great because he just steals steals votes from usually the Democrats. Yeah. So you you gotta get him in there. Well there's a lot of people and I'm and I'm of this opinion that he has a lot of good ideas but he just doesn't look like the guy that can get them done. No. He's not the right vehicle, I guess. You know, and, and again, I, I mean, uh, I, I was uh, being uh, joking about uh, Mitt Romney, but you know something? He looks like the kind of guy I want to uh, step out of the White House. Yeah. And uh, he goes, you know, got like that said, strong chin. Looks like a comic book character. Strong chin. You know, a lot of suns. <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. You know, his hair. You know, he's got the hair dye. Oh yeah. And, uh, yeah, he's he's the kind of guy I want. You know. Uh, it, it, it's um, it, it's all bitch because they're all full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's really the bottom line. Uh, <laughs> a politician from the president of the United States right down to an ordinary councilman or uh, president of a block association, um, it's all, they're all in it for themselves. It's all yeah. selfish. Nothing gets done unless it's personal. And uh, you know that's why the uh, 
when the Democrats took over, it was, uh, oh, we're going to do this, 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 we're going to do that. Well, since, uh, let's see, what is it, two years since they've been at the majority? They've done nothing. No, no. They've done absolutely nothing. And so, you know, <laughs> it, it's, um, you got to love America. <laughs> well, Cousin Chris is of the opinion that the American people are idiots. Yeah, he's being really polite. <laughs> he's being real polite. He's being real polite. Uh, you know, like I said, you know, you can sell anything to Americans. You can buffalo and BS Americans, and they'll believe us. That's right. You know, you could be the biggest criminal. I mean, all you have to do is say, "I'm sorry," and I found Jesus. And you know what? Everything is great. That's right. You don't even have to mean it. What I think's great is these uh, these guys that get caught, like Michael Fick and all of them. And all they have to do is just say a couple lines, and bang, they're forgiven. Yeah, that's right. And uh, you know, there's got to be something more here with Michael Vick because things are just too relentless, relentless with him. Because normally, I mean, I, I think if he murdered 15 people and it was on videotape, he wouldn't be treated as bad. <laughs> He'd still be able to, to work. You know, he would be trained yeah, as bad. Yeah, he, uh, he'd still keep his bonus. <laughs> he'd so keep his bonus. Yeah. But because he killed a couple of dogs, <laughs> it's, you know, the whole world is upside down. Well, the thing that, that I think is, is, is great about the, uh, the whole Michael Vick thing and all this stuff is that OJ showed up. And then it took all the spotlight away from Michael Vick. <laughs> I, you know something? They okay. had to, which I guess they, they took one of his, I don't know if you've probably seen this, but they confiscated one of his Rolex watches. And they gave it to the Goldman. And then they gave it back because it was a fake. <laughs> hey, you know something? The Goldman's, they got some balls giving that back. Do you know how much that would be worth on eBay? OJ's fake watch? <laughs> That's worth more than a real Rolex. <laughs> I don't understand people. <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you think of the uh, the Goldman's uh, fighting like crazy to get that book? Yeah, they didn't want it out, but they turned around and released it anyway. You know, uh, you know, kind of. <laughs> the, I mean, the Goldman's are so so bad. They made enemies of uh, the Browns. I yeah, mean, you gotta be pretty. I mean, you gotta be. If you're gonna with OJ sitting there, you're gonna be pretty bad if you're making an enemy out of the Browns. <laughs> and this is exactly what they did. <laughs> it's 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 crazy. Just all the uh, all the stuff that seems to be surrounding this OJ thing, and and uh, I, I guess he was denied tickets or whatever happen. to a UFC event, one of those ultimate fighting events in Vegas. Yes. Hey, you know what I always say? If you mowed down ten people with a submachine gun and you're and they got you on videotape, all you got to do is say, I'm innocent. You take it in front of a jury. Anytime you take anything in this country in front of a jury, you're gonna win. Because the jury has nothing to do with the crime. A jury has everything to do with everything else. Well, it's like um, it has to do. With, boy, is that a, your attorney is wearing that nice five thousand dollar Bobby five hundred suit? Boy, does 
look good. This guy's not guilty. Well, my favorite is the fact that all these all these guys are getting off in California. OJ got off. Albert Blake got off. Phil oh. Spector and his hair. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
it, soccer is exactly what it is. You know, soccer was invented by uh, communists. You know, they, they kept their people uh, under wraps, you know. And then on Sundays, they said, look, we got to give these people some exercise. Which oh, yeah. You roll a ball on the street and say, hey, kick this around for a couple hours. That's how soccer started. It's totally third world. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite is the fact that they... Uh, um they have all these leagues all over the world. Yeah. And then they have World Cup, and then all the nations have, like, national teams, and they have all these things, and they have the, the Olympics, and it's like <laughs> soccer 24 hours a day. There's, like, two or three channels on the uh, local uh, cable yeah. system here have, like, six or seven Spanish channels that voted the soccer. Yes. I'm like, why? <laughs> yeah, what? That's what I said. Why? You know, you know somebody, uh, you know, uh, uh, goaltender gives up a goal, and then the people in his uh, town they they murder him. Yeah. You know, they walk. Are they throwing the grenades on the field? Yeah, they throw grenades and uh, then uh, car batteries and shit. The the, beaches, <laughs> the bleachers fall apart, and there's sixty people get yeah. killed, <laughs> and uh, and the dogs are released, and um, and and the uh, it's uh, it's just um. The best thing about soccer highlights are the fights and the uh, and the nonsense afterwards. Oh yeah, I'm telling you, you sit there for three hours and you watch a bunch of guys stand on the field and then it's nothing, nothing, and you go home. The thing I don't understand is the <laughs> nothing, nothing, and you go home. It's, it's a very simple concept. How come us Americans they don't get it? <laughs> yeah. What do, you, what do you mean a tie? That's <laughs> The thing I think is is hilarious about soccer is the fact that they uh, they have these 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 soccer guys, these wild fans that beat the hell out of each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whole day towns go to war. Yeah, at least uh, see in, in England at least they've broken up a little bit. Uh, you know, they have things like rugby and um, uh, uh, then in, in Australia there's something called Australian rules football. The yes, with the, the white jacket. The guys they stand at the, I guess it's the goal line. They have white jackets and they make that funny. You know, if, the, if you score a point, they they, like, they point their fingers like a gun. Yes, yeah, kind of like rugby, or maybe it is called rugby. But yeah, the the, the goal, the the guys they 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 spin their wrists around and yep. shoot their finger guns. <laughs> and I'm like, what is this crap? That means a point. And those guys, they were they were in like those uh, cabana jackets, those white That's jackets, right. the white hats. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't understand some of these. You know, they look like Pat Boone. <laughs> That's great. I don't understand a lot of these. And like they can kick the ball, they can run with the ball, and they can throw the ball. But then there's certain rules they can't violate. And I'm like, you're pretty much letting them do everything. <laughs> but you have to. But you have to throw the ball behind you. Yes. A bunch of laterals. Yes. And, and the if lateral. You have, if you have it's the lateral league. Yeah, so it's the lateral league. That's right. And if you have three guys bearing down on you that are going to take your head off, then you kick the ball. Yeah. And you and and those I'm telling you, those limeys and those uh, muscleheads, those guys, they have no equipment on. They wear those those uh, shorts and. Oh yeah, they wear like UPS shorts out there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Yeah, like, it looks like U.S. Postal Service in the summer. You know? and it's a summer league. 
you know those guys that have flat noses and they have no teeth? Yeah. Those guys get shots. I mean, those guys get shots in the mouth and the head. Oh, they yeah. They get blasted. They get the hell beat out of each other. It's, it's, it's really something. I mean, just to watch ten minutes of that is... Watch ten minutes of that. You know, it's, you know the, thing, the thing I like about American sports is, you know, it's got to be like romance. It's got to be, you know, in pomp and circumstance, you know, and, um, you know, uh, you know, if the, uh, if the, everybody says, you know, uh, you know, let's not get hurt and God bless and the, the American anthem, everybody yells out, let's kill those MFs! You know, That's right. And, uh, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta love that. You gotta love the passion. <laughs> the passion. You gotta love the passion. One thing I think is, is strange about sports is that, and it's, and this happens all the time. After a team wins a championship, they torch the city. Yes. Or the, the team, or the, uh, the team wins the World Series, and the fans go out and they burn all the cars. Yeah. Yeah. They they they, you know, they torch the neighborhood, or they they start looting and rioting, <laughs> and it's uh, or yeah, it's just you see, excuse me, you know what? It, you know, if they've had a uh, case and a half of beer, it's got to come out somewhere. <laughs> My favorite, uh, getting back to your, your comment there about uh, when a team wins a World Series, and I noticed this, I've noticed this a while, but I got into a discussion the other day with uh, a guy down at the radio station about this, and that was, uh, why is it that after a World Series winning team, they trade everybody? Yeah. They trade everybody, they fire everybody. And it's yeah. like, what do you think, the front office did this? <laughs> <laughs> They weren't on the field. They didn't catch any balls. They didn't hit any balls. Yeah, it's uh, strictly a uh, business decision, of yeah. course. Or these guys that leave, that are free agents and they leave and they go to these really crappy places yeah. for a whole bunch of money, and then they they they're they're ticked off halfway through the season because they're not winning. And I'm yeah. like, okay, is it the, is it a clash of egos here? Is it two people with egos that are morons? Like, for instance, the player, he thinks, well, I did it all. That's why I won the ring. And this club thinks, well, shit, if we get him, that's our missing piece. Yeah. And, it's like, <laughs> and, it's, and then in the middle of the season, does the team realize, oh, crap, that guy's not doing nothing for us. Yeah, and then the player realizes, yeah. fuck, I'm not getting me playing time these guys. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the Florida Marlins are famous for that. <laughs> Been in the World Series twice, and all of a sudden they unload all their ball players. It's uh, it, you know, economics. Well, today's ball player is a little different. You're not going to the ball player that is on the same team for 12, 13 years yeah. is a rarity. That is a rarity. I mean, uh, it's just um, you know, hired guns and uh, who's who's going to pay me? Who's got the money? <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, Brock, it's been... It's a business. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's a business, just like anything else. Exactly. Which brings us uh, to uh, to golf. Yes. Let's now, discuss golf real quick. You know, golf is, is, isn't a sport. It is an activity. It's like playing checkers or chess or parcheesi. Or bowling. Just, you know, just... just <laughs> or poker. Just, just think of this. Now, you golfers out there, tough. Uh, <laughs> Just think of this. Barry Bonds gets up the home plate, okay? He has the bat in his hand. He takes a ball out of his pocket, throws the ball up, and hits it over the fence. And then he runs out of the stand.
Stadium. He dives into Bonds Bay, and he gets his own ball and brings it back. Imagine that. Isn't that stupid to do? Okay. <laughs> a golfer stands up to the tee, takes a ball out of his pocket, puts it down, hits it as far as he can, and then he goes to chase it. <laughs> and then sometimes, if he feels like it, he gets that a little smart. I never have thought smart. about that, but you're right. He whacks it as hard as he freaking can. Yeah. And then he's like, oh my god, I gotta get the ball! And, and that ball is so damn small, you gotta watch where it goes. And if you lose sight of it, you gotta go in the woods and you gotta look for it, okay? Oh yeah. And, it, and after 10 minutes, after that, you take another ball out of your pocket and drop it down and go, oh, here it is! That's the old golf. <laughs> I don't care who you are. Mother Teresa played golf, she would cheat. <laughs> all golf, they all cheat, you know? It takes them, uh, 12 strokes to put the ball in there. You know what? Put down five strokes. All right. What I think is funny is the fact that they, they'll, they'll whack it, and sometimes they whack it so far it goes right in the drink. And they're just oh, like, yeah, well. Yeah, we'll just put it over here. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and then you've got to make a time. Oh, well, you know, we have a, a tea time. you got to make a time to go play something. You know? <laughs> I, a, a time. And, and, you spend all that money for aggravation, I could sit right in front of my house and get aggravated all I want for free. Are <laughs> <laughs> these guys with the golf carts? Uh, the go- well, that's the exercise. You know, you hit the ball and then you walk over to the golf cart and you drive over to where you think the ball is. That's, that's right. Exercise. Well, now they're starting to do things at these golf courses. Like they have these, uh, and I don't know if they still do it, but a few years ago they were on, they had these chicks on Howard Stern and apparently... They uh, will show up at your, um, you can go out with your buddies golfing, and they'll either play it uh, semi-nude or completely nude. Oh, make like, it golf. Why are we doing this? Make it golf. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, you know what? I think that's going to get more p- people playing golf the way Tiger Woods was supposed to get more black people to play golf. <laughs> Tiger, Tiger Woods is more white than I am. <laughs> So, you know, let's not, you know, who's bullshit who here? <laughs> yeah, Tiger Woods is a brother like I'm a brother. <laughs> I remember, have you ever seen the uh, that episode of the Dave Chappelle show on Comedy Central where they do the racial draft and they start drafting uh, uh, people from, uh, you probably can find it on YouTube. And, oh. it, uh, and it's, they draft different different races, draft certain people. And um, the black people draft Tiger Woods. <laughs> and uh, then um, uh, the uh, uh, the Chinese delegation, or no, not the Chinese delegation, but the Americans get up there and want him back. And so the black people say, well, they'll trade him back, but then they got to take Condoleezza Rice, too. <laughs> and then the, the, at the end, the Chinese delegation uh, draft the Wu-Tang Clan. And uh, they, the Mexicans get up there and draft a Mexican, and everybody's like, all the crowd's looking around like, what? <laughs> and they do a thing where uh, uh, they draft Colin Powell, and then they uh, say something, they put up a graphic that says, Colin Powell, now one third white. And they they <laughs> And then the uh, the black delegation drafts O.J. Simpson, and the uh, 
and the white commentators are high fiving. <laughs> but yeah, but, but but yeah, they they it's it's your same concept, you know. He's 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 a brother. <laughs> you know, and, and, you know they they you have this bag and you have all of these clubs in here and you say, well, you know, I think it's going to take a, a a one iron to do this. Oh, you know what? I think it's going to be a chipper. I think. You know something? Take the stick out of the bag and just hit the friggin' ball. <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> One thing I think is great is uh, this night golf stuff. You seen this? Night golf? Night golf, where they have these balls that are fluorescent. They're well, either orange or, or, or green. Cheating. And cheating has to be over the top. And you go out to, uh, you go out at night and you play night golf. Well, but the blind people can play golf. <laughs> <laughs> they have, uh, let's see, the night golf stuff. There's some other form of golf that they have now that's really catching on. I can't remember what it is now. But then they have these, uh, you know, they have these courses around the country. And night golf courses. Yeah. That must be real. They haven't. They have a uh, a thing here at the local mall that. It just, it sounds so idiotic, but at the same time, it looks like it might be fun. And it's putt-putt, but it's indoor laser lights. All the, uh, all the, they have like, they have like a, uh, a room that's, uh, got a bunch of really illuminated, uh, putt-putt courses. Like, like laser tag. And they have black light, uh, backgrounds and everything. Hey, I gotta tell you a quick one about putt putt. Right? Okay. <laughs> um, on vacation, okay, and a couple of people they say uh, a couple of people they're big golfers, okay. So I said, look, you, you guys want to go play golf? Go right ahead. I want to sit by the pool. I said, there's a lot of trim by the pool. I'm sitting by the pool. I said, you guys go waste your time. I like wasting my time by the pool. But anyway. <laughs> Let's play putt-putt. I said, oh, you mean miniature golf? <laughs> yeah, but we call it putt-putt. I said, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I'll play. Well, the two uh, big, big-time big guys have to beat these golfers by three strokes on a miniature golf course. Okay? Yeah. And they're a little pissed off. So I said, hold it. You two golfers, I don't know shit from Shinola when it comes to golf, and I beat you guys. And I go, boy, how did that happen? And I said, you want to know? Very, very simple. Miniature golf, or putt-putt <laughs> is not what it is. Miniature golf is billiards, only on a different type of table. Yeah. I'll tell you what, you got to bank the ball, you got to strategically hit it in certain spots. You guys play golf on an 18-hole golf course, you whack the friggin' thing as far as you can, you go to chase it, okay, you put down a little ball where you think the ball is, and then you hack away and knock the ball in a hole. Miniature golf or putt putt <laughs> because you knock the ball off a wall and the, it goes underneath the windmill or through uh, um, Paul Bunyan's legs. Okay? <laughs> and you've got to strategically plan your shot. It's like playing billiards. I'm a billiards player, so I'm very good at putt putt or miniature golf. That's great. They still couldn't understand it. <laughs> You know, it's like somebody once said, uh, oh, yeah, my favorite sport is swimming. I said, swimming? Swimming is something you do so you don't drown. 
I've never heard, I've, I've never heard it used in that sort of phrase. But yeah, people go swimming. That's no sport. And anyway, where I'm from, we don't go swimming, we go in the water. <laughs> Somebody says, oh yeah, you went to the beach, yeah. Did you go in the water? You know, where I am now, it says, oh, did you go swimming? No, I don't go swimming, I go in the water. That's right. You know, swimming, I said, swimming, that's no sport. <laughs> swimming. What about poker? This is my, like, pet peeve, because I that cannot freaking poker. Did you see, did you see this stuff on TV? These guys yeah. sitting there with the, with the crappy clothes and the, the sunglasses. Sunglasses. And Jennifer Tilly, you know, has, has, like, no career now, but now she's playing poker. And then athlete who couldn't act his way out of a paper bag. Yeah. Poker player. Yeah, and they have all these poker shows. And the the box sports, there's, like, a thing called the Poker Dome. Where they have like no, where like it looks like uh like an uh, execution chamber. They play the poker in it. They got people sitting around and watching it. They've got this uh, celebrity poker stuff. They've got this. Um, my favorite commercial they used to air during these poker things was Sky would come on and he would talk about how he gave up a successful college education successful business and everything to go on the road and play poker. Yes, I'm going on the road. Yeah, and it's like, so you're basically sending a message to all these kids out there and people that are watching this going, well, I could go out and be a little talent loser and play poker and get paid for it. Yeah, get paid for it, yeah. <laughs> the hell with everything else, sure. I go, I go hang out in bars all the time you know, and, well, uh, and, and play cards. Yeah, and play cards. And, and after that, what do you do? You in my sunglasses and my outfit. Yeah, my outfit, my, my tacky, terribly disgusting shirt. That yeah. Those Lou Albano shirts. And what's after that, though? When, when uh, poker wears its well out, uh, wear out that you're so bad at, what do you do? The Monopoly circuit? See? You know, well, big, Monopoly speaking of circuits, what about this competitive eating crap? I have seen this, uh, you know, I've. Uh, I've watched the, the, the Nathan's hot dog eating contest yeah. that they do. And, you know, for a couple of years they had these guys up there and they had uh, this Kobayashi character. Yes. Well, then all of a sudden they got William Refrigerator Perry in there one year. Yes. Well, he has nothing else to do anyway. And then all of a sudden they started getting these guys and they had, like, wrestling gimmicks. Yeah. And they had this guy this year at the, uh, at, at the uh, hot dog eating contest who showed up with... Um, this big furry coat on, and he was like a descendant of Daniel Boone. And then they had this, and he's led down the aisle by his by his manager. Yeah, and they had music. Daddy. And they yeah. climb up these steps, and they'd stand there, and they'd introduce him. And they had like some over the top pro wrestling announcer guy, or thought he was a pro wrestling announcer guy, and they'd announce him. And they had this guy come up there by the name of Eater X. And he had this big mask on. <laughs> and he basically was this, like, mystery man. And he had this big mask and this X. You know, he was your X. Mascara. And he was, yes, and he was the, uh, he was the, um, the, the, the pork and beans eating champion or something. Oh, brother. And all of these guys had, like, disciplines that they had won belts in. They had this one little, little teeny tiny Chinese woman. She probably oh, ran on batteries. She probably fit in my pocket. She's the Black Widow. Yes. 
Jake Whittlewell is fantastic. She took those guys away. And she was the, the, the pork and beans champion. She was the three-time um, deviled eggs champion. All these things. Pollinating champion. All these, like, she had, like, all these. She was the Grand Slam champion of competitive She gets up there. I'm like, who are these people? And they televised that. Oh, yeah. And and they had these, these broadcasters, and they were, like, really, really into it. They're like, Kobayashi tonight's going to be going for the yellow mustard green belt. Yeah, so be sure to be with us in three weeks. We're going to be at the fat glutton eating that That's right! Hall of Fame! And they had all these guys out there, and they did like, it was like a three hour lead up to this 15 minutes. And it was, you know, they had highlight packages and videos trying yeah, to get you pumped up. This these, year's recipient of the John Candy Award. Yeah, for these eaters. And I'm like, eating. why are you pumping this up? Yes, eating. <laughs> and then. I noticed that they, they had that. Well, I just, I don't understand what is going on here. <laughs> but you know, there's somebody out there that watches it, you know. I, what gets me is you take a beautiful Nathan's hot dog and you dunk it in lemonade. Oh, yeah. Eat it. That is, that's sacrilegious. Well, the thing, another thing that, that and I was telling somebody the other day that, it's like the professional wrestlingization of America. Is everybody has got a gimmick? Yeah. Everybody's got an angle now, and it's yeah. just like with the with the hot dog eating contest. There was Eater X. Eater I remember X. a few years ago on the monster truck circuit, there was this guy named Snakebite, or, or the Snake. He had this truck called the Snakebite, and it would look like a snake. And when they do interviews with him, he had a mask and a voice changer. And he would always, like, threaten the other drivers. And then they would oh, go man. across the field to his competitor. And, you know, all these monster truck guys are good old, good old country boys. Oh, yeah. And the first time they did that, I was, it was on, it was when the National Network was still around. And they'd go across the field to uh, the guy who was driving Grave Digger. And he was sitting there. And they were like, you know, well, what do you think of Snake Bite? Blah, 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 and all this stuff. And they were, like, trying to get into it. And dude's just standing there like, What's that guy got a mask on for? <laughs> and then, and then uh, they ended up tossing this guy out of the sport because after he lost a race by like a point, and he got out of his car, and they uh, he walked right over to the guy that beat him and slugged him. And he tried to get like a feud going. And the monster truck people at that time, Clear Channel hadn't bought him yet and hadn't, you know, invested all yeah. this money into it. It was just a bunch of good old boys. And they're like, you know, oh, my God, it's Bobby Sue. Get him the fuck out of here. Yeah. And they tossed this guy out of the sport. <laughs> Vince McMahon had something to do with that. <laughs> Vince McMahon put some money up somewhere. And the thing is, is that it seems like everybody has got a mask, yep. a gimmick, something. Yes. That's like I was watching um, some old backyard wrestling tapes. They used to put out, you know, those backyard wrestling things. Yeah. And they had these guys beating each other with tacks and all those things. And they had a guy show up in a three-piece suit and a fish mask and a crutch. And he got on the microphone and he says, I'm the fish. And he points over his phone and he goes, and you're a bitch. And then he smacks him with the crutch. <laughs> and I'm like, 
What is going on here? Why has everybody got a mask? Why does everybody got a gimmick? I get it's, it's the westernization <laughs> of America. It, 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 it is something. You know what we're going to see in the next, within the next twelve years? Okay, we're going to see the presidential candidates led down the aisle by their manager. <laughs> and the manager is going to like Freddie Blassie or uh, the under, or uh, Paul Bearer. Or Paul Bearer. That's or, right. And, and the candidate is going to be like a, uh, a wrestling uh, character. <laughs> you know, Neil Mascaras. That's right. The only man in the world that, when they gave him an opportunity to get a driver's license, said, you got to take your mask off. And he's like, I've never photographed without my mask. And they go, well, you can't get a driver's license. <laughs> and then when he took his mask off, he had another mask on underneath it. Yes. <laughs> and he's still wrestling. That's the thing that gets me. <laughs> the guy is still around. You know, they bitch and complain about Hulk Hogan. Maskers has been around since the 50s. Yeah, you know what's still around, too? He's in really good. Jake the Snake Roberts. Jake the Snake. Do you know um, the band Insane Clown Posse? They were like a rap band for a while. Yeah. And they dressed up like clowns. Well, they yeah. had their own wrestling promotion. Oh, boy. And they have a lot of these old guys, like Jake the Snake and people like that. Really? King Kong Bundy and others show up. Nope. Yeah, he was a piss. He, he, he didn't take himself too seriously. He was he, King Kong Bundy's all right. They have all these guys show up, and... Uh, it's a paycheck. Yeah. It's got to be a paycheck. Yeah. You know, and... Uh, it, yeah, but you're absolutely right. The rest, wrestlingization of America. Yes. That, that's what's happened. It's, it's come one big. Uh, Everybody is doing something. Yes, it's like it's all a gimmick. It and is, yeah, and that's what it is. That's like the. Uh, uh, the spelling bees. When they televise these spelling bees, the kids are going to come up on the stage led by their manager. And the uh, thing I think is funny about these spelling bees is years ago, they just had spelling bees. No big deal. Well, then they started having these, like. Kids that had characters. Like yeah. they had this chick one year who every time she would go to spell a word, she'd cup her hands in front of her and she'd yeah. breathe into her hand and then she'd scream out a letter. <laughs> or there was the, kid, the the little Indian kid one time that he'd won. Yes. And he just kind of stumbled and then he just collapsed on stage. He collapsed. Yeah. Do you ever notice though in all these spelling bees, there's always an Oriental and there's always an Indian. Uh, they're always the finalists, you know. It's just like in school band. In school band, you're always going to find the Orientals playing the violin. <laughs> That's right. That violin section's got to have three or four Orientals. <laughs> if it doesn't have any Orientals, they stink. I just, I, I, I don't get why a lot of times everybody and the brothers got to have a gimmick. Why we got to have yeah. something? The, the NASCAR drivers. I remember there for a while there was a. Uh, uh, I don't know if it was NASCAR or if it was like uh, one of the lower tier like NASCAR things. Yeah. Some guy lost, and another guy basically got out of his car, took a running start, and drop kicked through the windshield and <laughs> threw his <laughs> helmet at the guy. And yeah, they were yeah, they ran around uh, around uh, during the race. They want to see smack ups, but then after the race, they wait to see if there's going to be any fights. Yeah. You know, and you know who's gonna uh, punch somebody, and who's uh, who's gal, or girlfriend, wife is gonna fight, and it's uh, that's it's right. 
and uh, it, <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of that has to do with television. They they televised anything. They were televised anything. I mean, anything. They they televised uh, laser tag. Oh yeah. Or, or paintball. They oh, I've seen I've seen like at three a.m. on uh, Saturday evenings they have they have the paintball leagues. And, and I'm saying to myself, somebody's got to watch this because she got sponsors. Yeah. Well, it's just like the. Uh, I love America. I some really of these, do. some of these sports. You know, I remember back in the day, the strongman competitions. Oh yeah. And they had all the ex-pro wrestlers and the football players. Yes. And then now they've it's come full circle, and there's actual athletes that are getting involved with these things. Yes. And they have this guy uh, named Marius Pujanowski, and he gets out there. And he can, like, throw a house six blocks. He takes off his shirt, and he looks like With Arnold. people in it. Yes, and he looks like Arnold from back in the day, in the fucking Iron Days. I'm going to throw the house. Yeah, and he, he's got the physique of Arnold, whereas the old strongman guys, they were just these out-of-shape-looking powerlifter guys. That, well, you know, like Vasily Alexia, <laughs> the guy from Russia. Yes. You know, he eats about 12 sandwiches in one sitting, two quarts of milk, lifts the weight once, puts it down, and it goes and lays down so he can do it again. Then there was a, uh, then there was a few years in a row, they had a guy named Magnus Samuelson. And then Magnus Ben Magnuson. And there was like three or four guys that were named Magnus. And what's going on here? They were all Magnus. <laughs> My favorite was, was watching the old, old 1970s, you know, ESPN show. Well, they had uh, Superstar Billy Graham. <laughs> yes. Lyle Alfredo. <laughs> yeah, Kenny Patera. Yeah, they had Kenny Patera was classic. Loved it. And they had those some of these events, like the girl lift. Where they, put, <laughs> they put all the Playboy bunnies in a cage. Oh, yeah, the girl lift. And they'd have to do squats. Yep. <laughs> you know, Jake, you know what was great, though? If you get down to that. I used to like to watch the Battle of the Network Stars. <laughs> I love that. I was watching ESPN Classic, and they have this show on there for a while. I don't know if it's still on. Um, where they have these 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 two comedians that are twins, and they basically bag on all this all this old footage. And they were showing the Battle of the Network Stars one night, and they were showing the fact that Joe Frazier, who at the time was the world heavyweight champion. Was he the commissioner? And he couldn't swim a lap. <laughs> and I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> they needed the hook to get him out of the water. <laughs> One thing I'm excited about is American Gladiators. Yeah, it's coming back. It's coming back with Hulk Hogan at the helm. Yeah, it's coming back. <laughs> and the Hulkster, he's going to be at the helm, and I'm, I'm psyched for that. Well, I, I wonder if they're going to bring back old Mike Adamley. I remember watching the old American Gladiator Mike show. Mike Adamley and Larry Zonka. Well, Mike Adamley, Adamley, every time he would interview the female gladiators, he yeah. wouldn't even look at their face. He was looking no. at their racks. Totally. And it, he, wasn't, he, wasn't, he, he wasn't making it known that, oh, well, he, was, he, he just got caught. No. Yeah, he was looking at their chest. And it didn't matter. He was looking there. And they all had... And they didn't care. And he didn't care. care. (laughs) And then, what he didn't know was, behind him, Nitro and uh, 
all of those other guys, they were looking at their racks. Gemini. <laughs> Gemini, Nitro. No, Gemini was a gal, right? Uh, she had both of them right up there. Yeah. Uh, 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 Nitro and the Tower. Yes. Uh, laser. Laser. Yeah, laser. <laughs> uh, they're going to change up. They're going to have the, uh, the men that are, um, uh, going to be contestants. They're going to go up against the women. And then women contestants sort of go up against the men. That'd be a lot of fun. Well, I remember that for a while. They brought it. They brought uh, American Gladiators back, but it was not really American Gladiators. It's called Battle Dome. Did you ever see yes. that, Matt? Yes. Well, they had that big thing at the end that spun, and they had to climb up it. <laughs> and they had the belt, and they had a bunch <laughs> of They had a, once again, professional wrestling. <laughs> yeah, there it is. That's exactly what it is. And then there was that, that show that Nashville that worked at for a while. They brought back Roller Derby. Yeah, Roller Derby. <laughs> Frank's, been a big, Frank's been into Roller Derby just yeah, recently. Roller Derby, <laughs> Roller Derby is wrestling on roller skates. That's right. And Roller Derby was big in the uh, late 50s, early 60s. And you had actually the, uh, uh, it was a National Roller Derby League where you had teams like the San Francisco Bay Area Bombers. <laughs> and and uh, their big gun was Charlie O'Connor. Charlie O'Connell. And Charlie O, he was like the bad boy of roller derby. And they had the New York Chiefs, and uh, there was a big rivalry. And uh, oh, you had like all kinds of bullshit going on. It was, it was, and, and that, it was that crazy. That was like 90 minutes. You had a, you, you had a, if you were at roller derby, and the Madison Square Garden used to actually have roller derby, and you'd actually come out of there with pains in your stomach from laughing. You, you, you'd get 70 year old ladies that just, you know, some, they're breaking the jam. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I was uh, in, inspiring our conversation. I went to Wikipedia, and they have the original six gladiators: were oh. Malibu, Lace, Gemini, Zap, Nitro, and Sunny. Zap. <laughs> 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 then they ended up adding uh, Blaze, Bronco, Laser. Yep. <laughs> Turbo. It was a really gorgeous, uh, tall, uh, black broad. Boy, was she good looking. Yes. I mean, she was put together. And then they ended up, uh, there towards the end, you know, they had these guys on there who, uh, thought they were pro wrestlers. Like that yeah. Hawk guy. Hawk, yeah. <laughs> Big old blonde haired guy. Thought yeah, he was he like, actually, thought he was like maybe the second coming of Sting from, you know, like WCW. Yeah, he actually... Had the big blonde hair. Yeah, he went to Cornell University. Yes. He went to Cornell University, <laughs> and I think he was a linebacker at Cornell. And couldn't cut it. Uh, I mean, uh, I think he was uh, tried to go uh, be picked up as a free agent in the NFL and couldn't cut it. And uh, he actually, when uh, uh, Dean Kane was a celebrity uh, gladiator, he actually... Uh, Played against Dean Kane because Dean Kane was an excellent uh, college football player. I think he went to Princeton. Yeah, he was a Princeton. He was a defensive back. Yeah. And he, he actually played against Dean Kane, who, uh, as everyone knows, was um, uh, in uh, Superman and Lois and Clark. Well, apparently this 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 uh, Lee Rareman, who was Hawk. Uh, you're right about the Cornell University thing, but uh, he he apparently was on. <laughs> He was on Gladiators, and then he was on some show called, on some network somewhere called G4. <laughs> he was on some 
some show called the Arena. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you get an agent, you could be you could work, you're going to be working. All you got to do is get an agent, and your agent will put you to work. <laughs> well, like Dennis Miller, that guy's got what a game show. He's got to have a sports show somewhere. He's got a daily syndicated show. And then he's on a Riley show once or twice yeah. a week. And then he's on the radio. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and I actually think he's very entertaining. Love Dennis Miller. He's awesome. Yeah. I, I liked it when he was on Monday Night Football. <laughs> you know something? I thought he was great on Monday Night Football. <laughs> he hit the spot. I thought he was great. And, and I was kind of disappointed that... Uh, that he wasn't renewed, really, because I, I really, I thought he was great. It, it, I, it was, it was great watching it, just watching it. It was, it sure was. Go after guys. Well, Brock, I appreciate the interview, sir. You know what? You're we're, the best. We're definitely gonna have to. Well, we'll have you back. Let's see. Your next scheduled appearance will be, let's see, sometime in December. I'm there. Christmas time. <laughs> I'm sure I, you're gonna have lots of fun stuff. I uh, will be loaded. <laughs> Believe me, I will be loaded. We've covered golf, we've covered American Gladiators. Yes, I will be loaded time. <laughs> well, have a, uh, have a good rest of the fall, and we'll talk to you in December, my friend. Thank you, too. My friend, it's always a pleasure, and, uh, you know, good luck for another 20 years. And, uh, you know, just keep watching the waters. <laughs> When's your next appearance on Frank's show? Now, that should be coming up shortly. I just have to uh, see when uh, the Franks that could uh, fit me in. But that should be that's coming up soon. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll, be, we'll be watching for that. Do you have a website or anything up yet? Or are you working on that? Or? That, that? I'm working on that. i got to stay in one place. I, 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 uh, you know, being in the mid, good thing about being in the Midwest, you know, uh, you can just start here and there, you know, jump on 80, I-80 I and you're all over the place. There you go. You're off and running. But, uh, yeah, that that will be pretty soon. Well, that's we'll cool. That. Well, Brock, right. uh, keep us updated, and we'll talk to oh. you in December, my friend. Always a pleasure, man. Thanks. Have a good evening. Oh. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.